Welcome to Harvest Time. My name is Chris Harper, and our host on this program is Pastor Gary Walton, the lead pastor of Harvest Baptist Church. We spend these 25 minutes together every week telling you the stories of our church as we interview our members and other friends of the ministry. We have two services at Harvest Baptist Church most weeks. This week, because of a special 47th anniversary celebration, we'll just be having the one service at 10.45 a.m., and that will also be the service that we live stream, so we hope you'll be able to join us 10.45 a.m. on hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org for that live stream. This is a very special week at Harvest. We'll be talking a little bit more about that later in the program. But let's begin today by welcoming Pastor Gary Walton. Hi, Pastor. Hey, Hoffaday, Chris. Before I forget about this, uh, just a reminder, if you're coming on Sunday, and I hope you will, come early. Um, we are moving from two services to one, and uh, we're going to introduce our special guest here in a minute, but it's going to be a crowded house, and it's going to be a whole lot of fun. But if you want a seat, um, go ahead and come early. We'll have overflow, but that'll mean you'll be downstairs and with some of the live stream down there. So, well, we do want to welcome Pastor Marty Heron uh, back to Harvest Campus, for sure back to Harvest Time, a show that you hosted for a long time. So welcome back, Pastor. Thank you. It's good to be on this other end of the mic, Pastor <laughs> Gary. Pastor Heron uh, currently serves as the Executive Vice President for the College and Seminary at Faith Baptist Bible College in Iowa. Before that, 18 years as a uh, uh, Northland Camp and mm -hmm. Northland Baptist Bible College, but of course, best known and loved around here as a senior pastor mm -hmm. here at Harvest. Um, called by God to Guam in 2000 mm -hmm. uh, through 2018. Yeah. So uh, a lot of years of God's blessing that we're here. Uh, first of all, as we get started, tell us about your family. I know people want to know yes. how your family's doing. Great. Well, it is a privilege to be here, first of all, and and uh, thoroughly have enjoyed the time, uh, reminiscing a little bit um, and getting a chance to see people that we love and still care about. And so, um, yeah, so we have, we have uh, 2018, we, we uh, Tammy and I moved back to the States to the incredible state of Iowa, mm -hmm. uh, where there is bacon, corn, and open space. And I like all three, so we're all, all good about that. Uh, our children all are a little bit spread out. Megan, Misty, Micah, Miles, two girls, two boys. Uh, Megan is married to Joaquin. Uh, they have five children, and they're at a church Spanish plant in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, Misty and Kevin Inafuku have four children, and they are still in Hawaii. Uh, Micah and Jen uh, um, have, uh, let me think here, four redheads, three girls and three boys and a girl, and he's at a private Christian camp and a gap year program in uh, Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. And then Miles uh, is married to Alex, uh, pastor's daughter. They have two girls, they had two miscarriages and two beautiful blonde-haired girls, and they are in uh, Melbourne, Florida. And he was in the military eight years, stepped out, and now he's in private business. And uh, they're all doing well, and I'm grateful. I'm, I have married out of my league. My children are out of this world. Wow. That's my standard statement now. So, love it. Love it. Yes. Maybe Mrs. Heron isn't here, so maybe I shouldn't put you on the spot on this, but how old were your kids when you came to Guam? Oh, boy. 
You know, I I don't know actually. I know that Miles' youngest was eight, and Miss and Ta- Megan, I believe, I want to say was sixteen. Okay, well, that's pretty good. Yeah, you got so right in there. so. Uh, that was a big shift, you know. We were kind of like on a third missionary journey. We were in one up at Northland, as you yeah. mentioned. Here's our second missionary journey. And now we're like on a third missionary journey in Iowa. I'm not sure what the fourth one is to Rome because they die. Paul <laughs> dies, so I don't have that one. Let's not start yet. that one. Yeah. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. Well, I want to ask you, I mean, this is our 47th anniversary at Harvest, and I want to ask you about that. But let's back up for a minute to, you know, what's going on at Faith? Yeah. How are things in Iowa? Yeah. Uh, you know, they're they're actually fantastic. Uh, so we went to Faith in 2018, a guy named Jim Tillerson, who came out here and preached. Mm-hmm. And he's the easiest guy that I I. I don't know that I've ever worked, actually, for somebody <laughs> now that I'm talking about it, but he is just a godly guy, and God's hand of blessing is on him. So uh, we have grown every year since since uh, we went there, and this year we're up 11% overall ministry, 25% growth in our freshman class. And so we're a four-year Bible college, accredited Bible college, and seminary. Um, and so it's a college in a cornfield. That's a little overstated and simplistic, but we're really committed to putting people into the ministry. That's our focus, and we're seeing great things happen. I want to see more and more come out this way. You have a few faculty and staff that I think have been out here, mm-hmm. and we'd like to see that continue to grow. So uh, that has been a passion of uh, of Tammy and, and mine for a long time, and we're just grateful uh, to be a small part over there. Harvest is uh, such a special place. Yeah. And um, pastoring this ministry is yes. an incredible privilege. You want to just tell us a little bit yeah. about that? Well, um, you know, I last week before we came out here, I thought, I better, I better get myself refreshed here with. And so I watched the service online. Uh, not all of it, in all candor, but enough to feel so uh, um, glad that you're here, Pastor Gary, and I know your burdens and vision uh, for ministry ideologically is uh, what ours has been, and uh, the ongoing and growth of of uh, church is a blessing to me. And then uh, Pam sent me the podcast you did last week with Pastor Lewis over Mm -hmm. the radio, and I'm sorry he couldn't be here with Becky, and they have become friends of ours over the years. He was always supportive of me. I brought him out every five years and, um, and was supportive. And when I left here, I thought that's how I want to be able to be a help to Pastor Gary. So I'm I'm just and listening to his story mm-hmm. actually uh, was reminded of Pastor Ring who birthed uh, and shepherded the birthing years of this ministry and then uh, Robinson a short period of time and then God brought Pastor Lewis who really built the ministry and he had a team of people with uh, Pastor Pelletier and Pastor Gray. And and then Tammy and I, probably the first ones outside of anything to know anything about Harvest that came in 2000, and we just tried to um, expand what God brought here. Actually, in many ways, <laughs> I'd often, I just didn't want to blow it up. Like I just, <laughs> I didn't want to, you know, tip it over. I was yeah, just I know that feeling. So glad that we just saw God's favor, and then of course you're now and continue to see growth. 
and uh, it doesn't get any easier. It doesn't get any easier. Pastor Lewis had such a tremendous, you know, big impact yes. on on this ministry. Um, tell me what Harvest was like when you came. Yeah. Um, well, I, I found a I um, a ministry that the year before. Let me back up one year because I think it's important. We came out here to fill in for. Um, and I'm reminded of this today because somebody reminded me of this, but <laughs> it's worth noting. We came out here, Tammy and I, providentially to do the Spirit Week. <laughs> and we had no – we were at, at Northland. Uh, I mean, God was blessing. We had 800 students on campus, 200 others. I mean, there was – it was awesome. Yeah. And the camp was growing, and, and then we were asked to come fit in for a week of, fam, of a Spirit Week. We both came out. Uh, somebody told me this was an island. I didn't see the water till the last day before I left. <laughs> it was we spoke 25 times, yeah. um, and uh, and then tried to get on the plane on Sunday morning. Uh, Delta flight it got canceled. We took a taxi back here, and Cliff Paulin and John Uggen was in the back um, in the hallway, mm-hmm. and I said I'm not going to that auditorium because we're right in the middle of the, of of a man candidating to preach mm. and we sat out in the back he preached and i told tammy i said can you imagine having a preach you know uh, or a, a um a um message like that and they they're going to vote on you <laughs> and then the service got done and people walked out like hey what are you doing well we we're here till tonight for the flight gets out and then we got on the plane we left and I told Tammy, I said, this would be a great place for Megan. She wants to go into English ed. This is a great island. It's English-speaking. It's multinational, polycultural. And this would be a great place. And that was it. And then two weeks later, phone call. He didn't get the vote. Would you consider? And it was one year later by we came. So we were drawn here because of the mission's emphasis. It was centered around a local church. So quite honestly, and I, I, I'm just commenting, this isn't a criticism, but when you asked the question. So when I got here, what happened was the academy was very, very successful, um, but it was almost like this big elephant mm. in the Tula patch. And, and so I said, if, if we're coming, God said, I'll bless the church. And and uh, he said, that's what the gates of hell won't prevail against it. And I was burdened for the church. So I said, let's kind of change the model and put that as a center hub. And then all the spokes come off of that, you know, from the Bible College uh, to the radio station and, and then to the academy. And so uh, we didn't have any athletics. And they said, well, if you come, are you going to do athletics? I said, well, I got four kids who all love athletics. Probably we will be in their scholastic mm-hmm. sports. And I said, that's just another discipline, mm-hmm. as, I'm, as, as much as drama is, as much as music is. And, and let's keep our priorities right. And I think the Lord honored us in that, yeah. quite honestly. And so um, we, we, we grew more than probably the ministry. I think I still am learning more than I'm teaching. Mm-hmm. Let me back you up to that call here. I mean, because you did have a phenomenal ministry at Northland. God was using you. That place was blessed. You were a key, key part of that. You mentioned that 
you know, kind of what the draw was. Can you tell me a little bit more? I mean, what what was it about Harvest and Guam? What did God use to call you here? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, so five years before we came here, I went to Harold Patz, one of the ministrators, and said, I just have a sense that God wants us to do something wow. else in missions. Oh, I never heard that. Huh? And he's like, uh, well, we, um, what do you think? And I said, well, as long as I can do a one or two mission trips a year, I'm good. And that's ended up what we're doing. Mm. So the year before, the year we came here, we were in Poland with Tony Fox. And Tony said, uh, are you going to leave Northland? I said, no, but if I do, it'll be outside the country. Mm. And then... Then this came up providentially. So when we got here, as I said, you know, the island of Guam is uh, an island of beautiful people that as long as you show respect, everything's good. And whatever they believe. And I, I think humanness is like that, but I think it's really, really important. So I had heard a message called, When God Changes Your Address. And I'd heard a message uh, that I still have in my Bible on four indicators or clues that God is changing your address. Mm. And uh, let me give them to you because I just looked them up out of Acts because every time Paul was moved, number one, there was a persistent idea. Number two, there's a greater awareness of changing interests. Number three, there's passions begin to shift. And number four, uh, godly counsel gives confirmation. And that pretty much summed up what was going on in my heart, my mind. And um, so, and I think God still does that, actually. Mm-hmm. I think when we left here, I, it was really clear in my own mind. There was this persistent idea like it's time to move back. Uh, people don't look me as a, as a father, look me as a grandfather, and I'm okay with being a grandpa. But mm-hmm. this ministry is a young, it, it has life in 47 years, which pause. Um, I'm not sure every church makes a big deal about 47, but <laughs> I think COVID pushed everything. I think we started talking about this for 45. Yeah, yeah. And so it, Harvest has been around a long time. It's not a, a, a young ministry, but there are young people that are very much engaged in this. And there's a very, very busy ministry. And I just knew that if, if Harvest is going to move forward, they need somebody um, younger. So for me, these were clues that I realized, okay, Lord, you, you've, you've got something else. And then there were three, these three opportunities that came up at the same time, two colleges and a church. And it was just, to me, very obvious it's, it's time. So. Those clues to God's leading and, and also, you know, even as you read them, uh, really some precautions, too, that to make sure that God's in this or else we end up moving you know, out of God's will, too. And those, Absolutely. those things help us clearly. Yeah. And I, I personally think that the Bible is not just a textbook, it's the voice box of God. Mm-hmm. And so I've never moved anywhere without a clear direction that scripturally uh, God spoke his spirit through his word uh, to my will. And that's, you know, I tell most people, listen, you make short decisions in short time, but you got a long decision. You may take a long time to make that decision. So for us, even coming out here was about a year. And it was, and even when we went back stateside, that, that was like a six-month process. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, people think, oh, the grass is green on the other side of the hill. And it is. It's AstroTurf, <laughs> actually. <laughs> And in and, and every place is got its struggles. Yeah. 
I mean, we were talking about this the other day with somebody, and, and the guy said to me, he said, you know, there's three truths I always state before I preach. Number one, uh, that uh, man is broken because all men are broken. Number two, uh, God is all uh, sovereign. And number three, his grace is all sufficient. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, like, so I don't care what ministry you go to, you got broken people running it. Yeah. So. I want to ask you a couple of things about your ministry here, but maybe just in general. I mean, you, you came, you know, God had blessed uh, Harvest Center, Pastor Lewis's ministry and others that you mentioned have been here. God's continued to bless it. What do you see as, I think God's blessed Harvest in unusual ways. I mean, you and I both traveled around to a lot yeah, of different places, absolutely. a lot of different churches. What would you tag as maybe some of the reasons why God's hand of blessing has been on this place? Well, I, I do think that primarily God has seen fit to bring along, and there's not a lot of guys, there's less than five guys that have pastored this ministry. Mm-hmm. And I think all of them, including yourself, all really have wanted to be obedient to the Lord. I, that was my heart's cry. I think I know Pastor Lewis well enough. We, were all, we all are chipped cups. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, we all got blemishes, but yeah. we are did want to be filled by the Spirit of God. Amen. So I think that's primary. Secondly, is God brought on the right people at the right time in the seasons, uh, and and John Pastor Lewis has has said that to me when we first thought about coming. Actually, right. I didn't get a chance. I've talked to Pastor Ring and interviewed Pastor Ring on this radio program, yeah. but I haven't met Pastor Ring. But that guy is a go getter, and God just used him to birth this place. Yeah. And Pastor Lewis, with his business ability, and he said to me, "I know God given me skills to use when we needed them." And he knew it was time to move forward. And, with, and, and quite frankly, Pastor Gray, he was very committed to the military and very gifted. Pastor Pelletier as well. Um, these been friends. And, and then certainly we came. You know, maybe the Lord just, you know, needed us at the time and place. And, and, um, and so, again, we probably uh, needed Harvest maybe more than Harvest needed us. But I think that the, the people that got brought, and I think the other deal is, and I mentioned it earlier, the DNA of Harvest, and the month before I left, I preached a message out of Ephesians uh, 4 about the body of Christ and the DNA because every physical body has, uh, as it is, a spiritual body. And that DNA I represented in three terms. One, the doctrine the nature, and then the atmosphere. And Harvest has always had a strong doctrine driven by right theology. Uh, The nature of the church is Baptist um, and our traditions and who we are. And and that doesn't mean that that's better than anybody else, but at least we know this is who we are by tradition. And the A is the atmosphere of the church. And the atmosphere is what people are drawn to. And I think Harvest has had at least we tried to create an, an atmosphere where people wanted to be here. Mm-hmm. And they, they were invited, and you might come, and, and you know, I've had people say, Harvest is so small. And I said, well, go sit on the back row. <laughs> well, Harvest is too big. Well, then go sit, you know, on the front row. And, and uh, so, and the music we try to provide is reflective of conservative music with a heart. And um, and so I think those are small things, but they all kind of add up. You said earlier that um, uh, you talked about the people of, of the island, and I would say the same thing, that, that Guam is about people. 
uh, you know, a whole bunch of special people. And food, right? Mm-hmm. So people and food, <laughs> yeah. those are the things. I'm always waiting for you to ask me, what do you miss most? Ah, food, <laughs> actually. <laughs> what did you find out about uh, the island as far as the people goes? Well, when we first came to visit, okay, um, and we moved here, uh, let me give you an anecdotal illustration. So we had a guy named, uh, some people would know, Jeff Fain. And uh, I brought, if they were here for a while, they left. Then I brought them back to preach. So we're walking down the beach because he wanted to go see the be- beach again to my bay. And we're walking, and here's a family. So the, the water's to my right. To the left is this family. Don't know him from Adam's house, Cat. Hey, brother, how you doing? Good. We're, we're just walking by. Hey, you guys want something to eat? <laughs> no, no, we're good. Hey, here's something to drink. And they had a Budweiser in his hand. He said, you want some? I said, no, I don't drink. This guy does. (laughs) And boy, he got all red-faced. No, 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 we're okay. But my point is, what were they offering to us? They weren't offering a beverage. At that point, it was about the alcohol or the food. They're offering themselves like, hey, Mm -hmm. we're glad you're here. Well, who doesn't appreciate that? And so over the years here at Harvest, we've tried to communicate Hey, we're offering ourselves. This is a place that you could come, you could learn, you could grow. We've had people that have come to our church that never had met Christ. I've had men that they've they've come from you know a few months. I'm like, hey, how come you keep coming? Well, you know, my wife, she's a Christian, and you know, happy wife, happy life, happy spouse, happy house, and that's why I'm going. Okay, and they would keep coming. I had a guy that came for years and years and got, you know, uh, upset at sometimes some of the preaching, and I'm never coming back. But eventually he'd show up, and mm-hmm. and uh, even time at the end of the service he said, I, uh, he said, man, that was a great message. If you just not mention Christ that He's wow. the Son of God, I said, well, that's kind of like core to what we're saying here. <laughs> it's a little bit of the foundation. Yeah, and but he didn't mean anything by sure. it. He genuinely was, you know, and and I've had guys that were. You know, we'd come and, and you know, hey, you're going to be in the house today, Pastor, or coming Sunday. You're going to be at the house, i.e., are you going to be preaching? Yeah, I will. Okay. I had one guy say, hey, that was a tremendous case. He's a lawyer. That's a yeah. great case. I said, well, it's more than a case. It's like a cause. This is like what's driving us. But they felt comfortable to come. And I think that is to your point. What My point is I'm trying to say to you that I think that when Harvest loses that, then I think we've lost a lot. One of my first Sundays here, uh, actually it might have been connected with a special service. I had a lot of visitors come, and a young teenage girl walked out and said, uh, Pastor, that was a cherry mass. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, just the identification of, yeah. actually I came and I felt something here, you know, and I don't know exactly know how to describe it, you know, we would say God's presence, God's mm-hmm. word here, and that's been over the years. Yeah. Yep. So, um, you know, you said that God has, uh, God used harvest in your life as much as you guys here. Of course, all of us know the incredible impact that you and your family have had and on this ministry. But could you tell us a couple of things that God did specifically kind of taught you during these years? Well, uh, there was two specific times that the Lord reaffirmed to me in providential ways, and I'm going to share those on Sunday. Okay. Um, But I do think that um, we we were able to see people 
that have come to Christ. Um, I think that the mantra that we've tried to live with is give God the glory, others credit, and someday you'll get the reward. Mm. Uh, so honestly, um, I, I, I try to do all I could. I, I feel called to the pastorate. People say, well, you're not in the pastor. I said, well, I'm not in the pastoral office, but I'm still pastoring people, and that's how I feel. Uh, but my wife is probably as big of a part of this as anything, actually. Mm-hmm. We got really burdened years ago um, about the widow's ministry, and we didn't have any widow's ministry, and so we got really engaged in trying to open up avenues into the uh, widow's ministry. I think secondly, as we were very burned about uh, Josh and Beth Taylor, we almost lost Bethany in the hospital, and God providentially allowed them to be a real big part of in the beginning of, of Harvest House. Um, the radio ministry itself and losing John Collier and, and Jared Baldwin fitting in for one year. He's never run anything, a car, <laughs> much less a radio station. But we needed that in order for the timing to bring Chris Harper here, which was a godsend. Amen. I mean, I could just walk through time after time of those are the kind of things. And different people that were saved, that were timely. Um, and actually starting this this program here because I realized – uh, lots of our people had a story to tell yeah. in Acts 9, and they they needed to be able to tell that story. Uh, years ago, I challenged the people about you need, uh, you need uh, to be able to tell your testimony in an elevator talk and a TED talk. Mm-hmm. And I challenged them, so you write out your testimony, write it out, we'll read it, and we'll start putting it on the air and inviting you in, which is what we did. And I think that's powerful because a life – story touching other life stories it's christ's life through our living is what it is it's not just my story to their story it's christ living through my life yeah and i think those are really really important things and guam has unique way to package that and provide opportunities yeah it does uh for people that have been here a long time and of course you know uh because of the uh, you know, our island and many things, people come for short term too. Mm-hmm. And it's an incredible, I keep saying these words, it's an incredible reset spot. Yeah. And to hear these stories of what God has done in our lives as yeah. we've come and had a chance to slow down a little bit from the pace of life that whatever we were coming from. Right. And uh, God, God just used harvest in so many lives in that way. Yeah. Our time goes so fast, we keep going. Chris is going to have to cut it all out anyway. Pastor Heron, uh, maybe just one question about asking you, how do you pray for harvest? Mm. Um, what's your burdens for yeah. the ministry as you think of our future? Well, I probably will summarize it this this um, Sunday, mm. okay, because I'm going to preach the first anniversary message I preach. I'm preaching that. Mm. The guts to it, excuse me, that's a bad way to say that. Uh, the, the body of the material has probably <laughs> changed some, but the text uh, is pretty clear. Um, and, and so that really would summarize what my burden is and how I pray for harvest, that harvest would not lose the favor of God mm. as it stays faithful to its mission to helping people develop a heart for God. And we do that through the Word of God that reveals the living Christ. And we have a lot to offer. In this day and age, uh, people are more insecure and more anxious than I've ever seen. And so um, I think Harvest provides some stability. 
So I hope that people listening will encourage them to come. Yeah. I have a surprise uh, that nobody knows about except oh, my wow. wife. Wow. And it's going to be worth coming to see this. Believe me. Trust <laughs> me. I told the folks when I left, there's something I was going to develop. And I had didn't have to because somebody had already got this great idea, and I've got a copy of it, and I'm going to bring it out on Sunday morning. Wow, I can't wait. Oh, yeah, you're going to be so shocked. It's so shocking that I'm not sure how I'm going to unveil it, quite frankly, <laughs> but we'll have to show it then. I'm so thankful for you, and I've told you this many times, but your personal um, example, mentorship in my life, friendship. Um, now I'm just so thankful for the foundation that was laid here. Our ministry loves you, Thank loves you. Mrs. Heron, and we're so glad that you're back. Thank you. For, I know your schedule's busy. Thanks for fitting this in. Absolutely. And looking forward to how God's going to use you this weekend. Thank you. And thank you for listening to Harvest Time. Of course, at this point in the program, we always want to personally invite you. And this is a great week to do it. It's our special 47th anniversary service. And of course, Pastor Heron will be preaching. That's at 1045 a.m. And so we hope you can come. Uh, We also have it on live stream. If you're unable to attend, please come early if you do. But that's on hbcguam.org hbcguam.org. Thanks again for listening to Harvest Time.